Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, dudes and dudettes. You know what time it is. It is another time of Cleveland sports talk, and there's no one better than Mr. Ohio himself. You may see him dressed up as Waldo, looking for people's attention on Twitter, trying to make them identify him in a sea of crowd of people. But he's just recently been down to New Orleans. He's uh, been Wisconsin. You got Green Bay coming up again, I think. Um, he's been everywhere. Um, he eats chili from a can in Cincinnati Bengals parking lot. He is our inspiration. He obviously is a big deal because he sets when these meetings start, even though you request times. And um, ladies and gentlemen, a good friend of show and the man, the myth, the legend, Surya. Very good intro. I don't was that, I could do better. No, 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 it was good. They, they honestly are getting better each time we do them. I will say, though, I am naturally I've been really bad at being late as of recent. So I do, I do apologize, but you did say say, you were going to flame me in the intro. I did. I gave you full disclosure. How are you doing, man? I'm doing pretty well. It is. I I came over here. I live, I'm a three, five minute walk. It was more like a three minute walk um, coming from my apartment. And it is just, it is blistering cold there. The high the other day was five degrees. I mean, it was the wind chill right now. I could look it up, but I guarantee you that feels like is like negative 15. I like felt like I was going to die walking over. This is your like first, this is like your first winter, isn't it? It's like my first winter. Yeah. Uh, winter's up in, uh, I mean, in North Dakota, North Dakota winter. I'm sorry. You're from Cleveland. You damn well know what a winter is. Yeah, but it's not, it it really is not a Fargo winter. I mean, it's mostly because the wind, the wind is killer. Um, yeah, the feels like right now is five degrees and the wind, if I could Look, find it uh it's 27 miles an hour like it's 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 nuts i made the dumb mistake of not bundling up my giant winter coat over here but other than so that basically I'm, what I'm you're great. saying is people in buffalo are a bunch of pussies for their antics on monday well i'm not gonna say that i'm, I'm i don't know what i said it. referring to but listen to this look at a map and look how much farther north dakota is than those towns on lake erie cleveland and <laughs> buffalo i mean i live no more north, like all right. So fifty percent of Canadians live south of North Dakota. The population, to, in terms of like all the Canadians, fifty percent of them live south of me. That makes sense because a lot of them are living on that lake area down Toronto. Yep. And then over yep. on the east coast, like New Brunswick. Okay. Yeah. There's so much land in Canada that just isn't used, and you know why? Because it's fucking cold. It's cold. So, so now Surya has not only called the Monday night football games a bunch of pussies, he has now angered uh, half of Canada by saying they're a bunch of pussies. Um, all right, all right. I mean, dude, stop. You're just doing it. My bad. It's my bad. You're doing Honestly. it yourself, but I'm here to support you and just keep you honest, man. Right. That's what you're doing right now is supporting me. This is the humble no. cast. Right. Yeah. So, man, big, big news. Fresh, fresh, fresh. I can't keep this from you anymore. Which, which way is it? Why, wait, this is, is it, not is it? the one because you had it. The timing hasn't went for me to drop the other one to get the raw reaction yet. But this is the first big news, non Cleveland sports related. It is sports related and it's involving our friend Hugh Jackson. Fresh, hot off the press. I want to make sure I give the initial source. And I have not, by the way, I, I have not like looked he at has this. No idea. I have no idea. I've been told to not look at this because it was news that happened as I was getting on the Zoom. Yes. For the culture, HBCU. Breaking. Former NFL head coach Hugh Jackson will become Grambling State's new head football coach via at SWAC Swack and a Fool podcast. Wow. He's going back. He's going home. I mean, not I was home. worried to be something like Hugh Jackson, like leaked sex tape comes out. 
or something like that. With called P- P- Podesta. With Mike Silver <laughs> from the NFL Network, which that, that would have been my first. No, suspect. Tony Grossi. Yeah. And they were watching Baker Mayfield's lowlights. <laughs> was that Remember any it? stature? Was that any stature of Baker's uh, height there? You got to be careful because Tony Buck got oh, canceled right. on that one. Uh, yeah, that was, he should have gotten canceled. Not just for that. Hey, can we go out on the record here? You know, can we talk about the cover-up job that was? Like that whole show's basis is to kill people each and every day. And then one of their guys does one of the most egregious things ever. And they're just like, ah, he's one of our teammates. We love him. It's, you know. So like, I, I am not, I like, I hate cancel culture, but my favorite thing is when the people that try to cancel other people get canceled. I think it's a beautiful like form of art. It's like full circle. Exactly. But um, I I'm congratulations to Hugh Jackson. Like that's great that he has a coaching job at, you know, um, in HBCU, I think that's going to be a good opportunity for him. Um, I hope he wins some games and does better than he did in Cleveland. So um, there is a trend going on right now in yeah. this conference. Uh, Eddie George, Tennessee State, primetime, Jackson State. Now you got Hugh Jackson. At, and don't mind, we got we got a cat here, folks. We got a yeah. Oh, it's okay. Hey, hey, a black cat showing up on the Hugh Jackson news. Not cool. good. Not good. <laughs> Hugh Jackson, that's a bad omen, man. If you that's had to guess bad. what this cat's name is, guess what it is. What does he look like? Sylvester. Carl with a K. Close. How would I have ever guessed that? That's the beauty of the Carl with did the you K. Say, did you say close? You said Sylvester, how, which is how like is an that old, close. It's an old, boring white person name. So it's, no, Sylvester the cat, like suffering succotash. Like I that's was thinking, why. like Sylvester the Italian Sylvester Stallone that's got fresh spaghetti and meatballs at your table on Sunday. There are literally two other Sylvester's that are famous, and you didn't you didn't mention any of them. Well, you like pineapple on pizza, dude. So don't even take. Oh even right, dude. You're a politician. You're like, oh, I do this bad I'm a thing. Politician. But what about what about you? you? What about you? You did this. <laughs> well, I'm not going to come out here and say it. Since we're on the subject, I'm not. I'm not taking anyone's opinion on the matter. When you have literally Mussolini's blood, Hitler's blood, and Stalin's blood in you, that requires you to eat pineapple on pizza. Who the hell puts fruit on pizza with freaking marinara sauce? It's the dumbest thing ever. You know what? Christopher Columbus did not come over here and enslave a bunch of indigenous people to watch somebody just ruin and destroy a pizza with pineapple. He actually probably was the one that had pineapple on pizza. You're Christopher Columbus. I'm Christopher Columbus. I scalp Native Americans is what you're saying. Yeah, because, because I like pineapple, pineapple on pizza. P- it's the same thing. You scalp a pizza soul. So what's the difference? My, my favorite thing is like, um they like they like always have the memes it's like you know italians uh they don't grow pineapples in italy so that's how you know like they didn't want them on pizza or something like that i'm like that doesn't doesn't make too much sense look i i, I you know why i like it it's because i'm an i'm an adult like i'm a functioning adult allegedly debatable but i am an adult and i like things that taste good and you know what when you know I'm what i am it. you know what i am i'm an american you're an idiot. See, you're an idiot. Redbeard seasonings, friend of show, American. He don't want pineapple on his pizza. You're a moron. Cheers to you. Nectar of the gods. We do agree on that. That we do agree on that. We do agree on nectar of the gods. I had to bust chops. I had to bust chops. And we knew Fair that enough. was coming too. We had to do that was coming to. Anyway, 
there's a trend going on HBS, uh, the HBCU conference. Uh, you have uh, Deion Sanders at Jackson State, Eddie George at Tennessee State. Now you got Hugh Jackson at Grambling State. On that same thread, they're saying Prairie View A&M is also looking for a head coach, and they got some big names on their hit list. So it seems like a lot of the ex-primetime um, African-American coaches with a big following are now taking that back to the conference because – they're not really in bed with the NCAA a whole lot. And now with that name image likeness, these players can go anywhere and make their money. So it seems like a lot of them are starting to create their own little following and start taking a lot of these D1 talent. And uh, they're going to start bringing players with them down to these schools. And it might weaken the SECs, the Big Tens a little bit. Well, it's definitely not going to weaken the SECs, <laughs> but but that is a nice thought to think of. I think it is very cool that the HBCUs are getting these coaches Absolutely. and it is enticing them with the name image like this stuff. And like Deion Sanders, for example, he does stuff with Barstool Sports. And then he's also the coach at Jackson State. And then you got Hugh Jackson coming down there. Um, I mean, it's it, it, it seemed like for a while, like you get all these great players that would go to the NFL from HBCUs. And then I feel like it's kind of, kind of gone away from that. Like it just didn't, it, it is a, place to go to you know if you like an hbcu but it's not a place you would go to if you go if you want to go to the nfl so i think it's cool that it's going to trend back that way and i think Deion sanders maybe hugh jackson are on the forefront of this uh innovation to go back and and, and bring that up and maybe maybe they take an sec player but it, I'm telling you what it's not going to be a four or five star recruit right now because nick saban's going to win that nine I think, times out i of think 10. i think primetime took like one four star and two three stars well, four well, star going there is pretty. He took several. He took several, several three stars. But you think about a four star. A four star recruit could go anywhere in the country. They could literally go play college football anywhere yeah. they want. And if the like, fact they don't they even are, have to have an offer, but they could like call. Well, maybe not like Nick Saban because he only recruits like eight stars. But like you right. know, he could call. Yeah, basically any Big Ten school. Be like, I think I'm going to play there. They'd be like, Yeah, we'll figure it out. Like, come on up. Yeah, we'll make that happen. Like, so for him to be pulled, the the four star to go to Jackson State is pretty cool. Says a lot about what Deion Sanders is kind of building there. No, I'm happy for you. Before before you say what you're going to say next, Hugh got a lot of crap, and some of it was deserved, you know, because he threw a lot of people under the bus. But even still, like, imagine like you work so hard to like you know coach, and all you do is get berated by the media and the fan base and stuff like that. It'd be hard not to do what he did. Now, granted, I did a little bit of that too, and I feel bad in some sense. Some I don't, but I, I'm glad that he's getting this new chance, and I hope I hope he succeeds. I really do. I'm glad that he still got paid lots of millions of dollars from the Browns during right, that this, too during this that recovery too. process to you know he's, get he's, this opportunity, uh, and he'll probably still get paid next year while at Grambling State. So let's 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 not feel too sorry for the guy. No. No, you, but there is more your, things when you money sign that dotted line as an NFL head coach, especially for the Browns and their track record. Well, you better be ready for what's about to come. You know, you know what you're getting into. So more props even to Kevin Stefanski for doing what he I think this said on the year. McAfee show. He says that like and his cult, uh, coaches told him that you haven't worked in the NFL until you got fired from the Cleveland Browns. That's very true. That's, that's actually really, that is that's really actually funny. a thing. <laughs> that's really funny. Yeah, I think uh, Chuck Pagano said that uh, or something. Yeah, I think he's like, you haven't worked in the NFL until you got fired from the Cleveland Browns. It's true. Yeah. Like everybody's worked for them. 
Yeah. So uh, we're going to wrap this up on the Cavs, but since we started on the subject of football and Hugh Jackson, big one Sunday, absolutely big one, monstrous, massive. I mean, let's just face it. If Sunday goes badly, we can start worrying about the draft again, like we Browns teams of old. Um, I'm going to go out and say it, but with a win at home against the Baltimore Ravens, the Cleveland Browns could get within one game of Baltimore with a one-on-one tie and actually have the same division record as them. So then they can uh, – Browns have don't have a lot of tiebreakers in the wild card game with other teams in the AFC. But what the Browns do control their destiny of is these division games. Win out the division, you have every tiebreaker in the division. What say you? Sorry, I didn't really tee you up for a response. Oh, 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 no, you're good. <laughs> um, This is the last week I think I have patience for the Browns. I mean, if they lose, like – I'm just going to say it's, they're done. Like it's, there's too many competitive teams, in the AFC and I'm still, I, they should still be kicking themselves for not beating the Ravens the first time. Like the fact that they didn't is an absolute joke. Lamar gives you the ball four times and you convert 10 points total. It's disgusting. Yeah. Um, having said that the Ravens are very, very injured. The Browns are also, you know, they're missing Harrison Bryan and David Njoku, so that wide receiver core is going to get exposed a little bit. But they're heavily relying on Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. They might use them both at the same time, which probably would mean Dearness Johnson will get some time as well. So I'm, I am excited to see maybe a step in the right direction for the Browns. Maybe they win at home. And they go to they'll be seven and six, correct? It's yes. just frustrating because they could have they could be first in the AFC North right now. They literally could be first. This is such a Browns conversation. It's I mean, it's it's like a it's the biggest what if, but it's it's something that should have happened. Yes. They had every opportunity to win that game, and they just didn't. The defense showed up. Usually it's like, well, the defense didn't give no, the defense showed up. So just absolutely disgusting. But like you we watched the Patriots Monday night, and it was at a, it was a big weather game, but you looked at that. And Mac Jones passed three times. And I don't think Baker, if he passes three times, the Browns are going to – I mean, maybe they do because Nick Chubb's really good and so is Kareem Hunt. So maybe they do. I, I don't know. But this is the last week, okay? I love I love the Browns more than I love most things legally in life. But you should love legally. <laughs> the legal limit. How many kids are you going to have to name all these kids? Uh, more than Josh Jacobs, Phillip Rivers, and Antonio Cromartie combined. I don't know those numbers off the top of my head, but 10, nine and nine. I saw a TikTok on it today. That's the only reason. Why. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Good old fucking 20. About, yeah, like about 30 kids. Yeah. Theoretically. My girlfriend only wants like two or three. So dude, I'm telling you, it's going to be two. My wife originally wanted like 18 million. Like number two. Yeah. She, was yeah she wants two. I want three. We'll compromise and have two is what basically what. No, just two. Not you even one. No, we'll definitely. I think we're gonna adopt one, so it'll probably be three. But I think in terms of ones that she makes, uh, via me, um, giggity, I think it's just gonna be two. But uh, adoption, I think, is a very important thing. Anyways, back to the Browns. Speaking Absolutely. of adoption, speaking Help of adoption, if homes. they lose this game, if they lose this game, I will be adopted by another team for the rest of the season. Oh, what, what team? What team? What team would it be? I don't know. Some team that like it, they don't even have to be a playoff team. I just want to watch stress-free football. Like I just, I, the anxiety and all the panic attacks I have watching the Browns are worth it because I love the Browns. You but, can watch the, you can watch the Texans. I mean, no, that's okay. I think so. <laughs> Dude, I picked up the Titans defense, whoever's playing them. I think it's the Titans. I don't remember. 
Seahawks. The Seahawks are playing the Texans. So I picked up their defense in fantasy because the, the Texans might be the worst team in football right now. With Tyron? I, that, I think matter. they were with David Stills without question. Oh, is he out again? Uh, Tyra got benched last week for Davis Mills, and they produced the same thing. See, I didn't even matter. know his name. I thought it was Stills. Like, that shows you how suck he is. Level right. suck. I don't right. even – like. I'm only even give you – I'm a card collector, and I'm not even collecting your card as a rookie starting quarterback. That's how – No, that's how bad you are. Like, like you, you you record – you, like, um, collect someone's card, even if you don't think they're great, but maybe they just have, like, a breakout year. Maybe they have some potential. And maybe yeah, this is what I do with his rookie return. card here. I'm just like, yeah, got something in my teeth. Not even worth that, dude. You throw in the garbage. The garbage. So, I don't know. That's why I used um, to scrape pineapple off my pizza. <laughs> enough. Enough. <laughs> What do you think about the game, though? I, I mean, do you think, first off, realistically? Yeah, yeah I, I think I mean, Browns, this is serious I think talk. I mean, we're, talk, we're joking around a lot, but seriously. Um, I think the Browns win this game. The only reason they do is because Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt are going to be getting a lot of the workload, and they're going to be at home. That's the only reason why. I think it's going to be a super close game that's going to be a lot like the previous game in terms no, of score. No, I I, uh, I agree, and but I always go off of saying Vegas always knows, you know, and Vegas is bringing the Browns in here at uh, two-and-a-half-point favorites. Browns are home favorites in this game. Browns have had two weeks to prepare for them, and I'm clinging to the hope that after, during the bye week last year, uh, Andrew Berry comes out and he says, or Stefanski, and they said exactly the same thing last year. We expect Baker Mayfield to play the best football after this bye week. And guess what? He had two interceptions down the whole stretch last year and won a game in playoffs, and they nailed it. And they said the exact same thing now. You know, last week they said, we all expect Baker to come out of this bye and play the best football of his life. They have had three straight games of dud, dud, dud on offense. And now he's had two weeks to prepare for a defense he just saw the week before the bye. And he's going to have his Browns fans. They're going, You know, they, they, they were booing him, but you know they're going to come out strong. And I think he's going to have – if he has a good first drive, I think the Browns do it. Because the Browns built this defense specifically to stop Lamar Jackson. That's why they went with Grant Delpit. That's why they went with Jock. They went with quick, shifty defenders to make sure he don't burn them 30-yard gashes on these uh, draws. So the Browns might have a little bit of a smaller defense, but it's a quick defense specifically to trap Lamar. So I think the Browns are actually in a pretty good spot with especially having the two weeks. And then they got to be careful. They got six day turnaround uh, against uh, Vegas. So it's, I mean, it, it don't stop if it goes well on Sunday, but I think Browns are, I think it's going to be all right. It's going to be a good, good game. It's not going to be a blowout. Now, and you're right. And, and Vegas, the odds makers, not the team, but Vegas, the odds makers, they don't, they don't know what they're doing. They did. They do. And I, I do think the Browns pull this one out. However, like I understand you know, Stefanski and them are, are, are saying the right things about Baker and Baker may or may not be injured. He's making a lot of, he's making mistakes that I don't think are with injury. I think it's this mentality that he's not a gunslinger anymore. I'd like to see Baker back to where he was his rookie year, even like the second half of last season where he looked like a top five quarterback in the NFL, where he slung the ball, but he also didn't turn over the ball. He's playing his best football of his career at that point last year, and that's why I think a lot of Browns fans were hoping to see this year. And it looked like we saw that uh, uh, first week against the Kansas City Chiefs. So I tell you, I tell you the line. I tell you, I'm hammered. If you can, you have your little uh, podcast there where you can legally do this. I'm hammering the over on this, dude. The over under is only forty two and a half. The over, really? 
I think I one. I think of one. I think if Lamar or Baker both catch fire, one of either, but either one of them could score forty. They've done it yeah. before, unless the weather's supposed. To, no, it's supposed to be warm in Cleveland this weekend, so I don't know. I will Just, say the Ravens <laughs> have been awful. The Ravens have been terrible. This uh, this this stress. I mean, they literally lost to the Miami Dolphins, which I guess now, uh. The Miami Dolphins are a good team. They're very good. They, they the Miami Dolphins are the hottest team in the NFL right now. They've won they've won five straight games. Yep, they always do this. Brian Flores always finishes out strong, misses the playoffs by one and a half games, and has talked about the next year's the year. It looks like it'd be the same thing again. Well, they looked a lot better last year. They looked like the worst team in the NFL when they lost the Jaguars in London, but they looked a lot better this year. And they're doing um, it the without making two a throw down the field. I'm sorry, they looked better last year. Two looks great. And it's awesome because he's not in all these fucking trade rumors anymore. Like <laughs> they wonder why he's doing great. It's because he's not. There's no Deshaun Watson talk all the time. Like how the hell are you supposed to play great? Well, yeah, it looks like it's going to be nice in Cleveland uh, this weekend. You know, in the 40s, which I don't think we're going to get uh, where I am right now in North Dakota. But no, um, might stand by the furnace. What do you final score? What do you think the game is? What score of the game? Twenty-seven Browns. 24 Baltimore. That's a good score. I'll say that too. Yeah. I, I think I think it's going to be a game where Nick Chubb has a couple touchdowns. Kareem Hunt probably has a touchdown. Maybe Baker throws a receiving touchdown to Kareem Hunt. Um, I'd love to see Donovan Peoples-Jones do something. But I, I look, Lamar Jackson is not a bad football player. They are just relying on him so heavily right now that they're just – like, that's how frustrating it is that we lost. Like, they're such a one-dimensional team right now, and they won. because yeah, Four interceptions, Browns, man. Four. <laughs> it's not even like he did anything good. He had two no. broken plays that were really bad coverages, blown he plays. A, he just sucked a little less than us. I mean, let's be honest. He did. And, and the issue is, look, Baker just did not play well. He didn't play horrible. I mean, okay, he didn't play great. Nobody yeah, in the yeah. offense really played well. So, and the off, the offensive line's kind of struggling. Yeah, I'm tired of Baker being like the sole reason for all this stuff. You know, we're supposed to have the best offensive line, the best running attack in the game, and how in the hell are we only putting up three straight games of no more than 17 points if we have the best running game, running attack in the in the, in the NFL? Did Kareem play last week? Uh, I don't think he did. I think they just sat him out because they were giving no, him no, no. He he played. It he wasn't was much. Quest, he was quite. It, yeah, it was non-existent. It was non-existent. Well, it was just did. weird because the last. I, I don't. I don't remember. I mean, here's the problem. If he played, he didn't do anything. Because I don't. Right, we're not, right. We're not talking well, about the performance. It was just a bizarre game. But the last, the last um, drive, Dearness Johnson was in. Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt weren't in the game, so it was very. Very confusing. It's I, I don't even know who to necessarily blame this on. Like you can you can't pin it on just one person, but I think it's just a lot of people that that deserve the blame for this. So we'll see. I, I look if they turn this thing around, they're back in in contention for the AFC North, which honestly might be their best bet to make the playoffs at this point because there's just so many teams that are in the hunt for the seventh spot in the in the wild card, and they could make that. But I think with the way the Ravens are playing right now, the Steelers aren't that great. I'm going to the game tomorrow against the uh, Sears Vikings game, uh, the bank. I mean, it's, like it's, it's, it is wild. I have a stat that I used on our podcast 
um, that I will read here that I, I picked up. Which Plug I the podcast. Reading. What is it? The, the Suryat Sur- Show? Suryat Show, yeah. Um, you can so find it on Apple, Spotify. Yep. Twitter, YouTube, everywhere. Everywhere you listen to podcasts or watch them. Um, so the Browns have beat the Bengals three straight times. The Ravens have beat the Browns four straight times. The Steelers have beat the Ravens three straight times. The Bengals have beaten the Steelers three straight times. Wow. So it's just like every team in the AFC North owns another team in the AFC North. Yeah, luckily we got Burrow's number. So, the, so, so yes, so the Ravens have beaten the Browns four straight times. So history would say the Ravens have a good chance of beating Cleveland again, which if, if they swept the Browns after the way Lamar has been playing recently, I'm, I'm literally going to get adopted by another team. Like I, I'm, I'm still going to root for the Browns, but my, that ship is sailing. I am, I am done with the expectations. I'll still watch games, but look, you got a giant opportunity. Like they, they should have won last week. Fine. Whatever. We can complain about that. all we want. You got a big opportunity coming Sunday to really take a, take back a, a charge at the AFC North to, to win the division. You got a great chance. You got to go play the Raiders. The Raiders are they're weird. They're good sometimes and not good other times. But they're you coming really to your home field. Yes, and like you said, you play against the AFC North. You finish with the AFC North at the end of the season. So you could really – like they making the playoffs for them is not out of the picture. There's a real chance that they win the division at some like 10-7, 9-8, but they have to – it starts – Sunday. It starts now. It's, it's it's literally like every and week. How do you week. win? How do you win games in December? Great running game, great defense. The quarterback doesn't turn it over. That that's what the Patriots are doing right now. Number one, number two defense, the NFL, and that running attack is great. And Mac Jones isn't being asked to do too much. Baker necessarily doesn't need to do too much as well. You got two of the best running backs in the NFL. You got a stout defense right now that's playing very well against the the divisional opponents against. The Steelers, they let up 15 points. Against the Bengals, they let up 16 points. And against the Ravens, how many points was it? 13? Yeah, it wasn't much. 13 or 14? Yeah. I mean, like, like if I told you that, Tony, before the season started, that at, at most through three games, you would have given up 15 points, you'd be like, oh, the Browns would be 3-0 with that offensive attack. Not 1-2 and two in the division. Yeah. So the fact is, look, offense, you got to wake the fuck up. The fancy, it's on you. If you're gonna keep calling fucking plays, wake up, dude. You have an hey, opportunity. I mean, you you to lost win. what you had last year. Fix it. Exactly. Get it back. And maybe the bye week is what they needed. It was a late bye week, and it's like I I kind of equate it to like, um, you know, when you had lunch in like middle school or high school. So like it sucked having like the 10 a.m. lunch because you like then you were like hungry the rest of the day like at three o'clock you're like starving. Having the late lunch kind of sucked because you were hungry until you got to that lunch and then you were fine after. But if you have that like middle one at like 1130 noon prime time, like then you're not hungry at the beginning, then you're not hungry at the end. So now that the Browns are finally at this bye week maybe that's what they need to, for the, the, the final five, five games of the season. We'll see. I think they win this game. I think Vegas, you know, has it right as well. I think, I don't, I don't know if it's going to be 27, 24. Now I think maybe it's like a, 24 21 thing where it's, just, yeah. it's around the same boat, but maybe three touchdowns, maybe Chubb has two, maybe Kareem has one, and our uh, our boy McLaughlin kicks a field goal. Baker's got two touchdown passes this Sunday. Book it. Baker needs three touchdowns in one game. And against against Lamar, 
he always like he'll get two touchdowns here and there, and that's great. Let's so get let's, a three touchdown game. Is that possible with Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt? I don't know. I don't know. Oh let's, yeah, absolutely. It's been done, but let's let's have a great Baker Mayfield game. How about that? We're not not just a decent one. Not okay. Let's have a great Baker Mayfield. Like game. Baker at Tennessee Titans, Baker. Like last exactly. year, last or year, Baker, Baker playoff game against the Steelers or Baker Ooh. against the Kansas City Chiefs or Oof. Baker's rookie season or Baker's half, se- second half of his third season. Let's get a, a, a Baker Mayfield game like we know, because all we know right now is one that a quarterback that is injured and a quarterback that has uh, he's a very down year. I mean, it's it's not it's it isn't even as good as his second year, which he got heavily criticized for. And you can blame it on injuries. You can blame whatever you want. I just want to see Baker play good football. I want to see the Browns win most importantly. So however they do that, get a win Sunday. Figure it out. One at a time, and it starts with Sunday. Um, No, absolutely. And, yeah, it was – they gave up 16 points to the Ravens, 16 points to the Bengals, and uh, 15 points to the the Steelers is uh, on that. So nice. Pretty good. That's really good. Yeah, that's... for a guy, for everybody that wants to say Joe Woods needs to get fired against the division, he's playing pretty well. And Very it's all good. about division games count as two, as Jeff Saturday used to say. They do, and that's the great thing about the NFL schedule. Is let's say you're in this position right now, like the Browns are six and six, where you know if it was ten and six last year, they're probably not going to make it. But you got an extra game, and look, a lot whatever four out of the last three out of the last five games are against AFC North opponents. Yeah. We have uh Baltimore Vegas at green Bay, Pittsburgh uh, at Pittsburgh and then uh, home against the Bengals. So here's That's the thing. 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 I don't think they're going to win the game against green Bay they're, they're Maybe they, maybe they do because that run it's a running style game in Christmas. And Green but, Bay's defense is skeptical in some games, so let's let's not rule but they it. They also got Aaron Rodgers, so let's listen, man. Thing, that's though. attrition to detail, man. It's, here's the thing. Yes, here's the thing. My point being, I don't want to rely on that game to win. Let's win the other yeah. games. They can win the other games. They can beat the Ravens on Sunday. They can beat the Raiders on the Saturday, the following Saturday. Then they can beat the Steelers, and then they can beat the Bengals. They really can. I mean, they they've played very well against the Bengals. I think they win that game. I think they win against the Steelers. I do. What are we going to do if they go four and one? We got to do something. If they go four and one, they'll they'll make the playoffs. You and I, let's right now, let's four and one. What are we doing? Let's do something stupid. Let's celebrate it. Let's put ourselves in a spot. Let's get tased. Tased? I have a question for you. (laughs) Dude, the most random. I love it, man. I love it. it. So I do a bet every week. For if the Browns beat somebody or whatever, and I've only done it six times. One of them I donated money to the food bank, so that doesn't really count. So five like actual bet things I've done. I thought I would do a lot more. This week I'm kind of down to either doing the fitness gram pacer test, which do you know what that is? No, anything fitness I'm out. It's like well, you had to do it in gym class when I was and when I was unless it's like fitness a whole piece of pizza. So like it's like that thing that was like the beeper and you like run down and you run back and you have to beat the beeper. Oh yeah 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 yeah. And then we get progressively faster. The fitness gram pacer test is a multi stage aerobic capacity test that progressively. So that's what that thing is. So that is one thing I could do. The other thing is I get tased. I don't if know the Browns beat the Ravens, because you used to play basketball. So it's like, you're somewhat of an athlete. So deceptively slow is what they called me. 
If the Cleveland Browns <laughs> beat the Baltimore Ravens, I will get tased. If the Browns, man, I feel like I needed to come up with something here. Um, if the Browns beat Baltimore, I will shotgun back to back beers. You will do that. Yeah, I, I, dude, I guarantee it ends in puke. I what should I? What should I do? The tasing thing is pretty good. Also, okay. sounds horrifying. Have you gotten tased before? I've been stun gunned once. That's that would that would probably be considered tasing. I'm not going to go to a police officer and say, "Hey, can you tase?" Dude, me? hit it with get with the stun gun, man. If don't do the tase, because that's like actually yes. shoots into you. Right, I'm right. No, no, no. I'm not doing that. It's going to be the stun gun thing, which is still like, considered like Cal Norton and Talladega Knights when they hold so, it up over his head. Right. Like, yeah. So you've been stun gunned before. Yeah. What's that, that was, feel like? I was not in a place to remember that or feel much at the time. So, but I did hit the ground. I did hit the deck. Did you feel any pain like after? Like after? No. Everything? Oh no. Afterwards, it's fine. No, that's good. It's actually good for the heart. Cleans out the carbs, blows everything out, gets all the loose stuff flowing. You know, you're good. My, I heard what I heard from somebody that got the same thing is it feels like an airsoft gun pellet bolt pellet that hits you, except it hits a larger surface, and then after that, like two three seconds, it's done. And it feels yeah. like maybe like a that or like a bee sting or something, and then that's it. And it's not bad. After that, it, it, it's it's done. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, I remember it being over quick. I mean, it was a really I also, quick I also overthink it's everything. It's not like you like, walk around and when you touch electric stuff, you get shocked, you know, because there's like so much electricity flowing in your body. Yeah, except you're touching like barbed wire or like a, a giant electrical pole. I, 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 I don't want to believe it. I'm, I'm nervous. I, I you shouldn't be. I don't want to. Well, it's that's a crazy thing to type. If the Cleveland Browns win a regular season game, I'm going to get tased. But it's not that, though. It's Baltimore. And if Baker dominates Baltimore, does Baker get the thing back that takes us to where we need to go? I don't know. Yeah, tase it. Do it. You think I should do it? Go see. <laughs> Let me sleep on it. All right. If if Because I, I want to because I'm a fucking clout chaser. But I also have to deal with the – I'm also not going to fake out or, or, like, you know, you know, bitch out. But if I get – this, this won't be posted tonight, so you got you got time yet. Well, I mean, if it is, it's fine. Maybe people could egg me on. Now, I got eight know. hours tomorrow. My wife gets a new set of tits to work on this, so. Pardon me? I said I got eight hours tomorrow. My wife gets a new set of tits to work on this tomorrow, so. Was that where you were – That was the thing. Your wife's getting is that what is that actually what it is? I was hoping you'd give me a little bit of raw reaction. I had to get her blessing to use it. I didn't know if it was real or not. You no, like, no, seriously. No, you didn't no. give me an intro. You're like, all right, this is the thing I was gonna tell you. you I was hoping just said it. I mean, the thing was like come again was kind of cool though. That was because fun. I don't yeah, I said come again. Like that's like <laughs> it's like I heard what you said, but it, like say it again because I just didn't believe it. Yeah. Well, congrats, congrats, I think. Congrats to her, man. Pays to have 40k. You know, TikTok. Is that okay? Yeah, I mean, it's a it's an brand ambassador thing. I was like, Are you sweet. saying I should if the Browns beat the Ravens, I should get new boobs? You should get a fat transfer. What is that? What? Yeah, dude, it's crazy. 
They, what like, do you mean? Take, what is that? Dude, seriously, they take like places like like me. Like they would get it from this area, probably, you know, like we're in here, you know, we got a little bit to give. They would like suck it out of there, put it in like this little holding tank, and then clean it and then pump it into my breast areas. So it's like not silicone or anything. It's like your own natural body parts. So yeah, it's I'm like literally, it's literally no. all it's literally all natural, man. It's crazy. Yeah. Oh, well, I tell you what, I wasn't gonna do it before. I'm I'm especially not gonna do it now. That is disgusting. <laughs> that for me at least. So I get to, I get to go in I get to go in tomorrow and like tell them when to stop filling it for I, I get to like pick my size I guess. <laughs> it's like it's like it's, it's like the like, best McDonald's it, menu ever. Tony, it's like when you go to Olive Garden and they like do the cheese and like tell me when you need and you like you just never tell them and then your plate just <laughs> they're Tony, sitting just grinding and grinding. Listen, you got to tell them when to stop though. You can't just keep going. Okay. Uh, my goal is to film a TikTok of me being saying like, like, do I have to say to stop? <laughs> you know, something. More cheese, sir. <laughs> yeah, keep grading, please. Keep going. Gone. Now we're good. We keep going. Oh, yeah, man. get get another one. Yeah. So, anyways, um, Cavs, we got the thing off the bucket list. Um, the reaction was, eh, I probably could have. Yeah, I probably could have done better. I said come again. That was pretty I, good. I know. I messed up, man. I didn't sell the sizzle. I, I'm in sales, and I did not sell it. So I that's... think I gave you the best, best reaction I could have <laughs> given you. Yeah. I think so. So speaking of a good reaction, let's talk about the Cavs tonight. 115-92 victory over the Chicago Bulls. Getting back on the winning track. Couple rough games, but a couple good games. Man, they are playing some good teams tough. But tonight they took a 17-8 and team to the tool shed with a 115-92 victory. Again, 23-point uh, victory there. Uh, Darius Garland, 24 points, 6 assists, 3 boards. And Evan, the rookie of the year, Mobley, 16 points nine boards on eight of 11 shooting i mean calves are uh calves are right where they need to be and now there's trade move i said last week something was up and now all of a sudden a week later now we're starting to get linked to these damian lillard trades and stuff do you think so. it's actually like there's substance there or it's just like espn doing the trade room so, i had a vibe last week that something was up like something was up i reached out i i got some people i don't have much i am definitely not uh uh, and they, I'm not dropping Woj bombs over here or anything like that. But the Cavs is just – What's that? I said neither is Woj right now. Yeah. Well, what's he doing? Is he suspended? No, he's just I, – I just haven't heard anything from him. Yeah, you know, he just like sitting back there just like letting the piss-ons like me like trying to start doing fishing around, and he'll come in at the last second and swoop the scoop. Right. Swoop the scoop. Oh, coined it. Um, But, no, I, I think that Colin Sexton's gone. I'm just going to come out and say it. I don't think he fits in on this team. I think they can use him and hit someone that wants to give him that four-year max deal. I think they can get like a bad contract back plus a good player back. And, um, you know, I don't – I mean, everyone needs to forget we're not getting rid of Kevin Love. I mean, that, that the ship has sailed. Like, no one's given $30 million for a six guy on a, on a contender. So unless we're going to eat all his contract, he's not staying around unless we're taking a really shitty contract back, like a Nick Batum contract down in uh, Charlotte or something like that. But um, 
I think Colin Sexton's gone. I think uh, I think they're going to use that as the big piece at the trade deadline to bring in something massive. I don't know who's all available yet. My one. Do you source, not want Damian Lillard? Do you not want him? I just don't see how he fits in with Garland. You got two true point guards on the squad, man. Like that's the part, man. That's I don't get it. I, in terms of fit. I mean, I he's know. a two. I mean, he's a shooter. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like him and Garland are like, wouldn't be complimentary players, in my opinion. And Lillard has like had his three, four solid runs. So is he on the backside? Maybe, I'll, but is that still better than Colin Sexton on the Cavs? I would say that's an upgrade. And look, DJ uh, Damian yes. and CJ McCollum have played decent basketball together. And I didn't like too. I didn't I didn't like all the draft picks that mock trade had to associate with it. I think that the Sexton, I think the Sexton for Lillard trade with a couple things makes sense. But dude, we don't need to be throwing like fuck, freaking like five first rounders in with it. It's that's that they're not going to trade Damian Lillard for Colin Sexton. Just, well, no, I'm mean, saying we can give something up. But like, I'm not saying we have to well, give what up. What are we like, going to give up? What else are we going to give up? Let's see here. Who? Do, what, do, what do we have that is um, – you got to – I mean, you got the uh, – you got the extra first-round pick for next year and the Cavs first round. I think those two first rounders, I mean, golly, I mean, you're talking about next year and then we're talking to Cavs. Cavs can I, can I say something though? It does make no sense for the Cavs to get Damian Lillard because I think he's a free agent after this year. Am I wrong? Am I right? Hang on. We have this thing called Siri. Damian Lillard's contract status. They got through the status. Damian Lillard is currently under contract through the 24-25 with the Trailblazers. That tenure yeah. could extend through the 26-27 season. Never mind. Um, it The reason the Cavs are looking to build something right now with this young team that isn't just – that is sustainable. Oh. I mean, you could throw in an Okoro, but I think Okoro, Okoro is a highly underrated Swiss utility. I think he's the role it's, player. Look, it's that- Damian, it's Damian Lillard, though. Okay, this is the same thing people were saying when the Cavs had the number one overall pick in 2011 or whatever it was, and they were like, sorry, computer's shaking. Earthquake yeah. here. Uh, Alma. It's, uh, yeah, the, the, like your, your wife's surgery tomorrow. Everything's shaking, but... Uh, <laughs> Now, but like everybody was like, oh, like they have Baron Davis. They have, they already, they don't need anybody. It's like, do you get the best player available or do you get the fit for the team? There's no like fuck fit. Unless you're, you got a generational quarterback and you're in the NFL, that's fit. You wouldn't draft, you know, Spencer Rattler or whoever, Bryce Young or CJ Stroud or whoever one day when you have Aaron Rodgers, when you have like, you know, a, a quarterback. But when you're in the NBA, I, I don't care. You draft the best player. And when you get a guy like Damian Lillard on your team, that takes the Cavs from maybe a fringe playoff team to a playoff team. That's a guy that can win you games in the fourth quarter. And I love Colin Sexton, like you said, but it's not a fit. We saw it last year 
we thought I don't these guys aren't going to work, and it turns out it was more so Sexton than Garland. Garland and Evan Moby look fantastic. They look amazing, and Sexton just isn't going to work out. I honestly think, especially for Darius Garland's development, going under a guy like Damian Lillard's wing would be great. And I think that's like Garland and Ricky Rubio. Ricky Rubio has probably done a great job mentoring Darius Garland. I think watching CJ McCollum and Damian Lillard play together, like yeah, it's a lot of one-on-one ball. But it's, would we rather? Why are we not linked to CJ McCollum, the Cleveland guy? He, I, I would like that. I'm. I don't. I don't hate that move at all. I think it's, there's probably a cheaper move. I is it going to happen? Is, is Damian Lillard going to come to Cleveland? I don't. I don't see it happening. I don't. It's fun to talk about. I'm I not going to sit there and say no because I think that now the Cavs, after what they've done this year, I think that core with as young and under contract as they are, it might be an attractive destination for but, a few players. I look. I know Damian doesn't. I don't. I don't think he has a no trade clause or anything like that. But NBA players have so much control over that stuff. All they, Damian have to say is, I don't want to play there. Do you think Damian Lillard on the back end of his career where he's still putting up really good numbers, but you know, he wants to win a title. He wants, you think he's going to get, you think he's going to not to say that the Cavs are a bad team, but they're not a proven team quite yet because of sustainability. They still, they have to do this for a couple of years. They have to do some playoff things. Do you think, Damian Lillard could go play for the Celtics. Damian, he could go play for the Heat. I mean, like, obviously, they're not going to, like, you know what what I'm saying? Like, teams that, like, have made playoff runs. Like, the Cavs still got to do that. They still got to prove that to everybody. I just don't see Damian Lillard coming to Cleveland. I I would love him to. They've already showed that when Evan Mobley's not capable of playing, that it's going to be a tough Tough they haven't won back. a game without it without him. Yeah. So what's I mean? Yeah, I know he only missed four, but they went zero and four, and they have a winning record of fourteen and twelve. So, yeah, they are uh, fourteen and eight with Eben Mobley this year. Um, so I mean that's pretty solid, and yep. so they need depth. Um, so I think trading away for one stud and not getting any more depth, you're no different than the LeBron teams of old without LeBron. You know, let's be honest here. LeBron James teams in Cleveland were never de- deep. Now, granted, that was LeBron's fault for basically forcing uh, David Griffin to just maximize the salary cap on on uh, old uh, geriatric veterans. Like, I don't even – I'm not even going to go there because this is a happy conversation about what we have now. Um, but, yeah, I, I just think we, we – I still think we're depth away, and I think our depth is our young – our youthness. And the more these guys get a year older, I'm glad that they're finally saying, like, Dylan Windler, like, go down to the G League. Like, you got to figure it out. It was a bust. He can't stay healthy. Like, that's a roster spot that we can improve on, like, in the offseason or, or, or in a trade. You know, I think we definitely need more veteran three uh, – more depth at the two and the three. I think our I, size I is agree. fine. I think I, I think it's been proven, unless you're Steph Curry and the Golden State Warriors, you need a, you need a good two or a three and to win. And you need two superstars at least to win. At least. And, and, and here's the thing. Evan Mobley and Darius Garland could be that package. They really could. Dude, Jared Allen, man, like, let's not forget about Jared Allen. Just because he's a big dude doesn't mean he's not, like, unbelievable. Like, I know the big, the 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 five gets no love anymore, and it's crazy, but he's got to be the best, one of the best, top five. I mean, it just makes the Cavs so defensively sound. I think it's just a testament to how good Evan Mobley is that we're even talking about Jared Allen. Like, Evan Mobley had 
a he's the third person in uh NBA history to do something that Michael Jordan and somebody else did in their first 20 games or something. I think it was like 50 blocks and then it was something else. Evan Moby leads the league in blocks if I do remember correctly. He leads the league in contested shots. He Who is, currently leads the NBA in contested shots. Might as well use it, right? Yeah, you pay for it. <laughs> Excuse me. Still recovering. Uh, no. Mobley is second at 9.9. Ruby, Rudy, I love COVID and spread it to all my teammates. Go bear is at 10.3. No shots fired. But he kind of started this whole COVID craze. Not so years. Evan Mobley has 53 assists and 38 blocks through 20 games this season. This was two days ago. The last two players at least 50 assists and 30 blocks through their first 20 career games. Chris Weber and Michael Jordan. Pretty good company. Also crazy how Michael Jordan like was that good at blocking people in his first 20 games in the league. Here's the thing. Evan Mobley is an absolute defensive stud. He's very crafty on the offensive side. He works very well with Darius Garland, which is what you want. I mean, look, I was calling for Kobe Altman and J.B. Bickerstaff's heads like just to be fired. I, I didn't like how the team started. I was like, here we go again. Didn't like him. That team plays for J.B. Bickerstaff. Kobe Altman's done a great job designing the team. And I think they lucked out a little bit with Colin Sexton being injured because now you see that the Cavs play – I mean, this has been like how it has been since Colin Sexton has been in Cleveland. Right. But they play better without him. And it was like the Browns, they play better without Odo Beckham Jr. So what can Colin Sexton can Colin Sexton get us somebody back that fits our game plan? Like what what is like what does Colin Sexton fetch? I think Colin Sexton and picks can give you someone good. I like I would love Ben Simmons on this team, not this year, but may, at some point. Ben Simmons on this team would be pretty cool. Why? I got to hear why. I mean, you're the, like, I'm not going to sit like, I know basketball, but you played basketball. So I want to hear your take on this. I think Ben Simmons as a facilitator is elite. I think anytime you have a mobile big man uh, that plays, he's the, he has a center's body and he plays like a point guard. I think that's really interesting. Now I think it might not be the greatest fit at points because, you know, the Cavs are, reliant right now on the three-point shot and let's be honest Ben Simmons doesn't have one and they have a lot of big guys right now but it just it would intrigue me here and I think if you put Colin Sexton and some picks into a package you get someone like a Ben Simmons CJ McCollum would be nice in Cleveland too that would make a whole lot of sense but they need some sort of three they need a three and I I like Isaac Okoro but he's going to be a bench guy that's and by the way, I I, I I have probably offended McCollum by saying he's a Cleveland native. He is a Canton. Native. Right, he's from Canada. It's okay. Same. Glen Oak. Glen Oak. See, Everybody the says height. they're from Cleveland in Northeast Ohio, I think. Sometimes. I if, think you, if you're in California, where, where do you tell people you live? Half hour south of Canton. <laughs> Almost okay. country. Okay. But I say half hour south of Canton. I said, you know where the Hall of Fame's at? They're like, yeah, I'm like, literally – 30 minutes south, right off the interstate. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. 
a lot of people say, oh, you're from, I'm from Cleveland. What part? Sandusky. Okay. Well, that's just, that's, that's not Cleveland. That's not Cleveland. That's like almost Toledo. I can't stand the people. <laughs> I, I have two gay, gatekeepers. I want to get off my chest for now. The people that okay. gatekeep Cleveland that like live, oh, I live on a suburb. You don't live in Cleveland. Well, guess what? First off, my fucking birth certificate says I live in Cleveland. Second off, I pay taxes and they go to Cleveland. So fuck you. I live in Cleveland. <laughs> Secondly, the people that are like mad on Twitter right now, they're like, oh, all these people are saying, the Cavs are fun. The Cavs are good. The Cavs are playing like a good team. We know you don't have to say it every game. Shut the fuck up. Do you think anybody thought the Cavs would be this good right now at the beginning no. of the season? We all thought no. this was going to be another shit year. You know what pissed me off? Jared Allen. <laughs> Two months, like five, four or five months ago. It's like, if I tell you what, if we make this thing go for the next three, four years, and we work really hard. We could be the fifth seed in the Eastern Conference. I'm like, that. Oh my God, that is awful. That's disgusting. Hey, I want it's to optimism vomit. like his that gets me through the day. It's disgusting optimism. That's what it was. But yeah. I look, they look great right now. So the people are like, oh, you say they're fun all the time. We don't care. Shut the fuck up. It's December up. in Ohio. It is snow outside of my damn yard. What why else can I, I what why else can, can I say do? they're yeah, but what why can't I say they're fun? The Browns aren't fun right now. The Guardians Listen. have the worst fucking team in the MLB, potentially pro sports. Why can't I have fun? I don't even want to talk about them. I don't even bring them. I don't even bring them up on this show because, like, I have nothing good to say. No, I you. I want to have fun on this show. You know what's fun? Talking about the Cavs smacking the fuck out of the Chicago Bulls. That's yeah, fun. Yeah. You can't talk about it though every night, Tony. You can't. No. You know what? Stop being positive, dude. It's not Cleveland. No, we get it. We get their fun. Shit, you're supposed to shit on Evan Mobley's chest because he missed three shots. Right. Um. Well, and people get. I swear. There are a lot of positive accounts, and, and this is why I post what I do, because it doesn't matter. If I post negative shit, it's going to get the same reaction as positive stuff because people are just going to be that at the end of the day. They're going to be miserable fucks. It is what it is. You know what? Maybe I do stir the pot up occasionally. It's fun, but guess what? If I were to do that and not stir up the pot, people would react the same way. It doesn't matter. They're miserable. What why the can't I have fun? What the hell is the point of accumulating all those followers if you can't dick with them from time to time? You know? Right. You know, little tease. It, tease yeah, a little bit. yeah, they all hate on you, but then they still watch every post and every parody video and every hilarious sitcom that you're doing, by the that, way. I'm sorry, but that's mental illness. When you hate on somebody so much, this guy's worthless, this guy sucks, and then comment on every one of my videos and watch all my things, or like any creator. How, imagine how, like, like, I honestly feel bad for people like that because no secure person, no person that loves their life does that shit. Nobody yeah. does. No. No, you know, if they love their life, they don't have time to sit there and be toxic on Twitter. No, do they have time to do that? I don't have time to do that stuff. I'm, I'm too busy enjoying my life. I'm too busy trying to be productive to society. Sorry. That too. <laughs> like, what the fuck are you doing? <coughs> yeah. Don't have fun though. Okay. Be productive. Don't have fun. And, and especially don't announce it every time the Cavs play. The Cavs are fun. Oh. Fuck you. You think you're having, for, you're having fun? Heaven forbid there's an NBA team playing playoff-style basketball in December, for Christ's sake. That, oh, by the way, is in Cleveland and, by the way, does not have LeBron James on the team. Can we yeah, just like, say they're fun? Can we say that? Like, true fans never thought this day would happen again. Oh. Like, like I'm not exactly. saying all true fans, but there are true fans that really thought 
that they were praying to God that LeBron came with Bronny James Jr. and they drafted Bronny Jr. and LeBron came back to mentor him into the NBA and they got one more ring. That's what Cavs fans are hoping for. Uh, they fun. never expected them to that. actually nail three straight draft picks. Three straight? Who who are their three straight? Sexton, Garland, Okoro. Well, four really. I mean, every think about it. I don't Sexton, think they nailed Okoro. Dude, I'm telling you, man. You guys are wrong. People are wrong on a core. Fourth, fifth round, pick, fifth overall pick. That draft class is a pretty who, bad draft. Who got who got drafted after him? That was better. Uh, Tyrese I Halliburton. I mean, he went before. I, I literally don't know. I, Anthony Edwards is playing fantastic this year. Number Lamella one, Ball. number one overall. Yep. And, and Lamella Ball is playing fantastic. And he was uh, fourth. Second, second or third. Well, he was fourth. Was he fourth? I thought he was second or third. The Cavs, didn't, did they pick seventh? When did they pick Isaac Okoro? It wasn't fifth. I would have been way more excited. <sighs> Maybe they had the fourth pick. No, the Cavs were like sixth or something. No, he was fifth pick. Lamella must have been third or something. I don't fucking know. <laughs> Anyways, I think Okoro is an unbelievable overall Swiss Army Knife player. I think he's the Anderson Varejao. Now, is he worth a top five pick? No, but is he the overall role guy that puts the guy team over the edge? Then he's capable of coming in and dropping 15 points on a night if he has to? Yes. So I do think they nailed that pick. Everyone's like, he's a defensive guy, man. He plays defense. He fits the JB Bickerstaff. They drafted him to fit on the team. He fits on the team. I think it was a good pick. And I can see how someone could pick me apart, but I think I'm looking at it at a much deeper basketball level. I'm not saying you're not, I guess, but um, I think defensively and his passing and his overall IQ of the game. I think he's been a good fit and he knows his role and he's not going to steal a bunch of shots from guys that have high percentage of hitting shots. They clear. So they may or may not have. They, Colin Sykes is a great player. It's just a matter of fit. He's a great player and the Cavs did a great job. Everyone forgets Sexton out. was with the ninth pick. We drafted a guy that's drafted averaging 25 points a game in a, a think, season with the ninth pick. I think he was the seventh pick. Okay, it wasn't a good pick. I know that. I could be very wrong. It was seven, I thought it was ninth, but I, that doesn't mean I'm right. He was right. the eighth pick. We can split the middle. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh, God. Dumbest podcast ever. I love it. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. They nailed Darius Garland, and they nailed Evan Mobley. And statistically, the Cavs are so much better with a rookie center, power forward center on the floor than without him. Like it, it's it for that, like you would think LeBron James and that's it. Not even Kyrie Irving. Kyrie didn't make that much of a difference, but Evan Mobley being off the floor because he's such a great defender and he's such a great offensive attack. I mean, it's absurd. They absolutely nailed those picks. And you could, you could say Colin Sexton in terms of talent. Yes. In terms of fit, probably not, but that's okay. Um, Isaac Coral, I like him as a role player. He's not on the levels Mobley's garden, but that's fine. I, and look, if they get some sort of player or one of these guys that they have like to develop, I mean, the, this is going to be a serious team. Like you said, Jared Allen. I mean, th- this is a good team. I think this it's a great team. It's young I, and it's a team. I, I'm that's not happy give with the word. Hell. I'm not happy with the term good. I don't think it's adequate. They're a good team. They're very good. Good plus. I want to go good plus. They're not a great team yet. Good plus. Good plus. Here's the thing. 
They're a team that I don't want to play every single night, any single night. Because they could they're be gonna any play team hard. at any night. They're gonna, they could be any team at any given night. But here's the thing, too. Even if they don't, they're going to make it close or they're going to play 100% for 48 minutes. It's not going to be like LeBron taking off a couple plays or a bunch of plays during a game. They're going to play 110% like a bunch of Russell Westbrook clones for 48 minutes. Well, and here's and here's the other thing I like about that is there's a lot of teams you nailed it like they're on the back end of a road trip you know they're they're ready to go home see their wife see their kids and uh, you know and the Cavs are coming out swinging every single night so I think you think was, Andre Drummond was doing this shit last year no and that's why he's I don't is he still with LA I mean or is he even still playing I think he's with the Sixers good place for him um, yeah but, yeah so. Like, Cavs are going to pick up some wins here in the midseason just from being ready every night where other teams aren't. I think the Cavs are going to pick up some some nice wins that they may not deserve to win or wouldn't normally win, but they're going to play some teams on nights where they just don't give a damn. Right. I like this team a lot. They're very fun to watch when I'm able to watch them because Bally Sports doesn't want me to watch them unless they have unless I have kids. Yeah, what's going on with this Bally Sports stuff anyway? They just don't have a deal in place with like Hulu and Net or uh, YouTube TV. Oh, so I was gonna say that because I get them on Direct TV, but I'm about to cancel that shit. So it's just it it is really hard for people that don't have cable to watch it. Um, I can't watch it outside of outside of Cleveland on YouTube TV or even yeah. if I cable. It's just it's weird. It's weird and it's fine. I'll pull up an illegal stream here and there, or excuse me, a fun stream as I call it. Um, There's only like two people that listen to this, so it's cool. Shut your mouth. I mean, more than that. <laughs> two, we're two people. We're already, we're already here, so there's going to be yeah. more. Yeah. Um, but I, I'm, I'm, I'm having fun, and you know what? I'm proud, proud to say that. I'm going to say it more. I'm having fun. Oh, dude, I, I love it, man. Like, oh, dude, I, I love it when you're like, yeah, I'll come on. I'm like, sweet. That's going to be a dumb, hilarious conversation, and I can't Always. wait. Always. Hey, man, you're the best. Right back at you. We'll have to do this again soon. All right, man. Well, we got a lot to, I mean, we got a big game Sunday with the Browns. We got, you know, a lot. Of, we got trade deadlines coming up here in a couple months with the NBA. Yep. We got, you know, we got bowl games coming up. Yeah, we got all kinds of stuff, man. And, and we got this thing called life that we can always dwell on, too. So right. I appreciate you uh, always coming on here, man. You're the absolute best. I owe you everything for hanging out here, as always. Uh, I got... I got to go to bed because I got a big day tomorrow. <laughs> Sounds good. I, uh, I'm going to Minnesota. Minnesota. Uh, Minnesota. Hey, hey Sky, you mom. Look, look at, look. Yes. Yes. Look at me or look for me. Look at me. Look at me. Look for me um, behind one of the goalposts. Ooh. As Waldo. As Waldo. I'll be banging, like 12th row ticks? behind. Banging ticks? I don't know what that means. You got some banging tickets. You got some good seats. Oh, okay. I thought you said tits, and I was like, No, I dude. said as I said that I was like, he's probably thinking I'm baiting him to get a fight with his girlfriend, but I wouldn't do that. I don't know how okay. I appreciate you do I don't know why that would have okay. Anyways, I'm sitting behind one of the goalposts, 12 rows back, dressed as Waldo. You will see me. And that's for the green and that's for the Packers game. No, uh, Vikings, Vikings. Vikings. Steelers, Vikings. What should I do? What should I do when they kick a field goal? What should I do? <sighs> I'll do whatever you say. How you want? Start rowing the boat, dude. One, two, three. One, two, three. Are you I a want... rower? 
I've been I've been known to eat on the canoe to put out a trout line or two. I'm a redneck, dude. I don't think you really knew that. Like, I am a serious redneck. It's fair. Yeah, I appreciate like I, you for that. Hey, you know, it takes all of us. It takes one of us. Well, you know, hey, if shit hits the fan, my freezer's full, bud, and you got a place to eat. I appreciate it, man. <laughs> Hope you like venison. <laughs> venison and denison. Venison and denison. Oh. Hey, seriously, are you the like are you really are you that bad of a cook? I made cauliflower tacos tonight for dinner. It was really good. Dude, last time I talked to you, you made cauliflower tacos. I know. I always make cauliflower tacos. So, yes, I am that bad. You know what's funny is I did tacos tonight. Did you use cauliflower? No, I used <laughs> Oh, my God. And, but I, and I made my tacos. Um, I made corn tortillas from scratch. Sorry. You are a redneck. That's, it's okay. I made torn, corn tortillas from why scratch. Why are you sorry? That's, first off, I guess for the flex that you just put on me, is that why you're sorry? I'm not sorry for flexing on you. I mean, dude, I, I cook really, really good food and you don't. So I'm happy. I want to cook for you one right. day. I want to cook for well, you one day. Well, that's not a way you do it is by bringing me down. I think you're great. What did you learn on that show? Seriously, what was like, what was the coolest thing you learned on that show? That I can do anything. That I can make a dish, an elevated dish in like 50 minutes or an hour. Even though I suck. Even though I was on a show called Worst Cooks in America. <laughs> people are very good at teaching. And it's the hardest thing I've ever done because it's something you're bad at and you're competing. It's going to be on national television and it's, it's hard. It's, it's mentally more than anything. It's just, it is hard. And you know, you're doing 12, 14 hour days of shooting film and stuff like that back to back to back until you're eliminated. And man, it is just the coolest thing to see you when you push yourself and you believe in something. And, and now it makes me, I, I like cooking stuff now. Now granted I'm a one trick pony right now, but, also, dude, it, I don't even I know how to do cauliflower. I'm going to do cauliflower tacos and I'm going to tag you in on it. I mean, I literally, it's not like I have cauliflower as the tortilla. I literally have a tortilla and instead of beef and chicken, because I always forget to bring, take it out, I use cauliflower. It's because it's so easy. You just cut it up, toss in olive oil, salt, put a little buffalo sauce on it, throw it in the oven for about 25 minutes, and then you're good. Dude, I'm doing it. It's easy and it's good. Really good. I, I love it, man. I love it. I love you. On that note, I feel it. Hey, man, you're the best. Dudes and dudettes, sir, yeah.